0: If you hate anxiety and want to learn what you can do to get rid of it, then you're in the right place. I'm Larry Quicksall, a mental health therapist with 30-plus years in the field. I've spent the past decade specializing in helping those with severe anxiety disorders, and today I'm bringing my knowledge, insight, and experience to this podcast. My goal is simple, to help you escape the pain and frustration of anxiety, so you can better enjoy your life. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. Hi, I'm going to continue on my three-part series regarding phobias by looking at part two, which is social anxiety disorder. Now, you will hear a lot of people use the term social phobia, and you may use that term. And that's okay. That's actually just the older term that was used in previous editions of the DSM. Uh, Diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders. Think of that as the great big book of mental disorders. And they changed the name in the fifth edition. So now it's called Social Anxiety Disorder. And this is a little more complicated of a disorder than what the previously discussed one, which is specific phobias. Specific phobias focus on very specific and limited. Objects or situations. However, when we're looking at social anxiety disorder, it's it is more complex and it focuses on social, um, well, social situations. Well, let me just go into it. The first criteria is um, fear of one or more social situations where the person could possibly be scrutinized. Or fall under the scrutiny of others. So it may be walking into a uh, doctor's office. And when you walk in, other people look up at you. There's the possibility of being scrutinized. But realistically, they're probably probably just looking up because they saw movement, a person coming in. And they're just looking at the person, not necessarily thinking anything about it. It could be going to a grocery store. And uh, and when you walk past people, then having that um, that worry or that fear of being scrutinized by others. Let me give you a quick example of a person that I had worked with in the past. Uh, would whenever this person would go into a grocery store, they would not use a cart. They would carry all the items that they needed either in their arms or if there was those baskets available, they would use a basket. The reason for not using a cart is you know how sometimes you get a cart that <coughs> excuse me, has a bad wheel or it's got a rock kind of caught in it. It makes a squeaky or a jiggly kind of sound this person had a belief or a stuck point that if if the person used that kind of a cart that had that, then people would be thinking bad things about them. So you again, it tied in with this stuck point and being scrutinized and put down. So that's the first part. Um, the second is that in those situations that he or she will have either anxiety or will do have some sort of anxious or embarrassing actions that they do, uh, where which will be negatively evaluated by other people. So it's not just. <clears throat> pardon me. Let me get a quick sip. It's not just the possible scrutiny, now they fear their own actions or they fear the anxiety that's happening that would draw more attention and negative evaluation by other people. So again, it, it ties in really strongly with uh, a stuck point that, and or belief, that the other people are going to be thinking bad about them. With or without... Um, you know, any evidence of it, or very limited evidence. Number three, as a result, the all these different kinds of social situations are avoided or they are endured with distress. You know, they're white-knuckling it through the situation. Number four, it's out of proportion, just like with the other one. And they will often say, I know this is out of proportion. Um... But their reaction is, you know, there, there isn't, whenever I say there isn't any evidence or it's very minimal evidence, uh, that's the out-of-proportion part. It's often long-lasting. It, it many times has a, play, a place in time when it developed, but it can often last for years and in some situations even a lifetime. And finally, it impairs your functioning. Um, you know, the, the example of the individual regarding the grocery cart. I don't know about you, but if I go to Walmart, I'm not I'm not getting out of there typically with just one or two items that I can carry. That's why I always get a shopping cart. Uh, that impairs a person's ability to do things. Uh, maybe it's a social situation where you know you need to be able to go to the doctor's office, but you can't because of that that fear of being scrutinized by others. There was an individual that I worked with quite some time ago that would have to uh, sit in the car, and whenever it was time for the appointment, we would call the person on the phone and then meet them at a side door to usher them in, because sitting in a waiting room was way too much. And whenever they came, they had a hooded sweatshirt. And dark glasses and the hooded sweatshirt was pulled over so far that so that their face would hardly be seen at all. Because there was such an intense fear of being scrutinized or having being negatively evaluated by others. So is this a life? Does this have to be a lifetime condition? No, it is treatable. The individual with the shopping cart issue treatment was effective. The person who was, uh, you know, dealing with the um, uh, not able to come into a waiting room was later able to come into a waiting room and not necessarily always have the hooded sweatshirt on. There is treatment for this. This does not have to be a lifelong situation. It can if treatment never comes, but treatment is effective. All right, I've run over on my time today. So uh, we will wrap up. And next time, we will get into the third type of phobia, agoraphobia. All right. Have a great day. The I Hate Anxiety podcast is for educational purposes only. And while I am a therapist, this podcast is not counseling or therapy. If you need counseling or therapy, seek out the services of a licensed professional in your area. And if you are in crisis, call the Crisis Call Center at 1-800-273-8255 or dial 911 or your local emergency number or go to your local emergency room.